Hey, you, do you love reality TV? Have no one to talk about it with? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Tea Bar. Hello everyone and welcome to the Tea Bar podcast, your friendly reality TV podcast where we discuss all your favorite reality TV shows including The Housewives as well as other Bravo shows like Summer House, Vanderpump Rules, you name it. Um, So for today's episode we'll be talking about the latest episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Real Housewives of New York. So let's kick it off. All right. Well, I can start with my question. So it's a multiple choice question. Love that. And you need to listen carefully. All right. So I don't know if you guys have heard, but Lisa Vanderpump has scored a new show on like the uh, Bravo sub-channel, like the Mm -hmm. website channel. And (laughs) I saw a meme which I thought was very funny. And it says, shows I would rather watch than Vanderpump Rules. Now, you guys need to tell me which one you'd rather watch (laughs) rather than another show about Vanderpump Rules, about Lisa Vanderpump and her rescue saving. Yeah, all right. So the first one is a show called Kyle Splits, a show about Kyle doing the splits. The second one is Ramona Poops. Ramona Poops in various social situations. Third one is Jonesening with John Follow John Mardesian Jittery at Parties. So that's Dorinda Medley's ex. And fourth one is Countess Luann and Friends with a fully paid Sonia Morgan. And the last one just says Hot Air. Now, this is courtesy of Ryan Kardashian Jenner on Twitter, I think. You know, I would, uh, I'd be here for Ramona's show. I would, I would thoroughly enjoy seeing her poo in random situations, um, and in public places. So (laughs) can we, can we pick multiple? Yeah, of course. Oh, you want to see a few of these? Yeah. I want to see, um, John just going to parties without (laughs) Dorinda. And supposedly doing a little bit more heavy partying. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, I would also like to see Ramona Poops. I think that would be a great show. (laughs) (laughs) And Countess Luann with friends, including Sonia, where she gets paid. Because I think what now that she knows she's getting paid, she's going to step it up even more. Mm, That's true. (laughs) And the show that I want to see the least would probably be, no no surprise, Carl Splits. So is Hot Air above that? (laughs) Yeah, Hot Air is definitely above that. I would would watch Paint Dry above (laughs) Carl doing the splits. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to watch that. Do you know what I wouldn't mind uh, is, although John going out and partying, I wouldn't mind a TV show about John in his laundromat. I know, Ooh. the affairs that go on, the things that he knows yeah. through stains. Yeah. True. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I would love to see some young people working at this uh, working at this laundry. Ooh. I think maybe if I had a dry cleaning place, I'd uh, have some DNA tests because I just think that would be so juicy. And then you could just start blackmailing oh, people yeah. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, amazing. We should, uh, we should write to Bravo and tell them about yes. ideas. I mean, do young people work at laundromats? <laughs> A lot dry cleaning places. I must admit, every dry cleaning place I've ever been to, there has been no young people. Yeah. It does not look like the hip place to work. 
But that doesn't mean it couldn't be. True, true. They're struggling actors in LA, so... (laughs) Yeah. Have you guys watched the uh, the film The Sweetest Thing with Cameron Diaz and yes. she takes her dress? The vision of the dry cleaner, like, what's this stain? And he licks it. Just and it's lemonade. <laughs> oh, this is not lemonade. <laughs> what about you, Claire? What shows would you pick? Oh, Ramona Poops is definitely number one. Um, <laughs> and like what you guys have said, Kyle's splits. It, I mean, it's impressive that she is able to mm. do the splits, but... Um, yeah, I think we're all sick of it. So, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's last. If I have to watch Kyle anymore, I'll go insane. <laughs> How do you guys feel about the new Lisa Vanderpump show and would you watch it? What did you say it was about? Sorry, did I did I miss that? I think it's about her um, – what is that – well, you know where Lala and Raquel used to oh, when they take uh, the puppies? The, yeah, the saving – the puppy saving place. Hmm. Yeah. Vanderpump Dogs? Is that what it's called? <sighs> yeah. That's right. Yep, yep. Mm. Nah, I don't think that would be any good. No. Yeah, neither do I. Um, all right, well, I'm keen to get ready to start into the Real Housewives of New York recap, and I can let mm. everyone know what's happened this episode, just a brief overview. So we start off with uh, back at the Blue Stone Manor where Dorinda is standing up for Sonia. She goes in on Luann. Luann then takes her stuff um, and goes to a hotel, but her, Ramona and Leah end up going to a pub, just the three of them. The next morning they make up, they go shopping, and then it's all back at Bluestone Manor for the final dinner. And that's this uh, this episode in a real snapshot. <laughs> God, what a crazy episode. Like, the amount, the fights, the makes the, them making up as well. It was just, it was a roller coaster this episode. Oh, do you know what I, I thought was really funny at the very start where um, Ramona's talking crap about Luann and then <laughs> Luann just pops out of nowhere and she's like, what did you say? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. This whole beginning of this episode, oh, it was just, just crazy. Just, yeah. Like, what was Ramona saying again? She was, oh, that's right. She was talking about Sonia. Yes. And then how, you know, Sonia was the first person to do cabaret. And then Luann's like, what? What? No, she did cabalesque. What's the difference? <laughs> and then Ramona's saying that Sonia was really good. And oh, and clearly Luann was just, was just heard about it because she is the cabaret star. Yes. Yes. I, I actually, when Luann was crying in her bedroom, I couldn't tell if that was her. I don't know if you guys had the same because you couldn't see her face. And I'm like, it doesn't sound like Luann. It was just the, the mm-hmm. weirdest sob I've ever heard. And then I saw it was her and I'm like, oh, that's actually sad because we've never seen Luann cry on TV. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Watching Luann um, and then when she goes out the front as well after Dorinda kind of kicks her out and she was crying then. And I read some things that people were querying whether she was actually crying or if it was fake tears. But Mm. I think it was real. I think she was actually really upset and I think she had a right to be like Dorinda really went in on her. Yes, I think Dorinda kind of just went into the fight, not caring about issue. I don't think she really cared about Sonia. I think Dorinda was drunk. She wanted to fight. Luann was there. Why do you guys think that she is so mean to Sonia 
And, like, is it because, I don't know, she was married to the Count for so long and she wants something that she feels so proud of that she's created herself and not just uh, piggybacking off the Countess brand? Mm, I think Luann has a diva component to her. I think that's not a surprise to anyone. I kind of get it and and not at the same time. Like, I guess Luann, you know, sees herself as a star of the show. She, maybe she's threatened by Sonia in a way because, um, you know, Sonia kind of does do a similar thing. She is entertaining. Uh, maybe perhaps there's something else that we don't see. Maybe the show isn't bringing as much money to Luann. Um, despite what she says, and it would put a strain on her profits if she, you know, was paying for Sonia and anyone else that was coming in as a guest. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, to be honest, I think that Luann is just super self-involved. I think that she loves herself a lot, which, you know, there's nothing wrong Mm. with that. Um, I also think as well, without kind of the cabaret, without all the craziness of the last couple of seasons, there's really not that much about Luann Mm. like I don't know she doesn't really have the same kind of personalities as these these other women you know without the drinking and whatnot like her storyline is she you know got caught up with the police went to jail whatnot and um does a cabaret and that kind of I feel like is all that she has so I don't know if maybe she's running with that and this is yeah this is now her life yeah yeah and I'm sure like Luann you know let's not forget Luann Married guy, divorced a guy in the same year, got, mm. you know, yeah, was drunk, true. assaulted an officer, went to jail. Like, sh- you know, she's had a tough couple of years. So I'm sure it's all raw for her and maybe something triggered her when Sonia was asking for money. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah, I guess there was all that um, that stuff with her kids and that she, I think, had stolen some money from her kids mm. to, to buy a house and whatnot. And then she was, you know, asking other people for money to fund the purchase of her house. So I wonder if, yeah, if money and paying her is a bit of a sore point. And you do see her speak a little bit later in the episode, I think, to Sonia when they're out yeah. shopping about the fact that it doesn't look like she is actually bringing in that much money because she says to her, she's like, you know, of course, like if I'm going to be doing these huge shows to you know, hundreds of people and you're selling lots of tickets, of course you'll be making more money. But it does seem like the shows that she does, maybe she isn't making that much money. She's obviously got to pay all of these extra people that are in her show. So, yeah, yeah. I wonder if, if it is just the fact that she also is not maybe making that much money from the show and maybe she also doesn't have that much money. On the same note about Dorinda that you said with the producers, Sam, I also noticed that they – zoomed in on her eating noodles and it was just really <laughs> awkward and the whole time I was thinking these are just some shady producers then when um Luann takes her bags and it's another Giovanni moment and I, just, I don't understand just like what Leah said does someone own stock in Giovanni <laughs> I just honestly this whole fight with Dorinda was just so over the top and the fact that she once again brings up the fact that Luann is a drunk, that she has a mugshot, that she went to jail. Uh. Like, you know, find something else to say. Like, Luann has turned herself around. She doesn't really yeah. drink anymore. You know, I think that that was just a blip in her life. And Dorinda, it's like, are you just projecting? Because really, who's the drunk in this situation? Yeah, I think the most the most sober person in this whole scene was probably Leah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, I was watching them all and I'm like, oh my God, like, it's just it's such a mess. Everyone's crying. Like, everyone's upset. I'm like... <laughs> And furthermore, to the point is when Luann is hysterically crying, Leah goes to Ramona for help. And like Sonia really wants Ramona. Ramona's being pulled in different directions. And Mm. I I don't know if I was in that position. I don't think (laughs) Ramona's the first one I'd be asking. But maybe Ramona is, uh, I don't, I don't know, some sort of point of um, console or comfort for these ladies. Yeah. I do wonder though, because when you think about it, who else was Leah going to go to? She couldn't go to Dorinda. She couldn't go oh. to Sonia. No one likes Elsie. Right. <laughs> she had to choose Ramona. Ramona was the the best of a bad bunch, I think. <laughs> Which is concerning, yes. to be fair. <laughs> well, the funny thing I found was after they came from the bar and um, I think Sonia asked, like, what kind of crowd was at the bar? And then Leah's like, oh, it's like geriatrics. It's 90-year-olds. And Sonia's like, Nine-year-olds, I should have gone. (laughs) Yes, Yes, maybe you could have picked up a rich husband. So I have some tea on Dorinda working at this bar that they went to. What was it called? The Red Lion Inn. So some of my, um, you know, snooping around, I found a a post on Reddit from Mm -hmm. Briny Girl. She says, because... Obviously, in the episode, Dorinda talks about how she used to work there um, and how, you know, once a red line in girl, always, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So the post says, recently, my good friend and I partook in a Berkshires weekend and stayed at the red line in Dorinda's first job as featured on the show. We chatted up the bartender asking if he knows Dorinda and he did not disappoint. Apparently, (sighs) Dorinda is banned from the inn. Because she recently came in drunk with cameras unannounced and started causing a scene in the dining room, then proceeded to run down the hallway, banging on doors. (laughs) No hate to Dorinda. I love her dearly, but damn. What? (laughs) I mean, look, who knows if it's true or not, but I would have loved to have seen that. And especially given they said that the cameras were there. Why are we not seeing this on TV? Maybe it's coming up. Oh, I hope so, because I would, I'd pay to see that. This is what I'm interested about Dorinda, because we know she doesn't come from money. Oh, that's what she's alluded to in the past. And she used to be a bartender for a while. And then she had a one rich husband that she met in London, I feel. And that's mm. Hannah's dad. And then she met Richard who was um, quite high up in the political world. And she's obviously gotten the money from her husband's, but I'm wondering, like, how did she go? Like, what? Because I know there was a cashmere line as well that she owned or had a business in. And I'm just wondering, like, what is her story? Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't know. I think there's kind of a, a bit of a disconnect to what they, sh- you know, show on the show. And the rest of her life, like we just don't really know all of her backstory. So maybe it would be good to see it because it might give us some insight into her life. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to know. Yeah, now I, I really want to go back and watch the first season of Dorinda in Real Houses of New York so I can see more mm. and maybe observe more about what she says. Because yeah. I didn't realise that her first husband was wealthy, but 
Yeah, it makes sense that he was, I guess. Yeah, I read something as well recently that he was also uh, an abuser. So, oh, um, and you know the conversation last week with Hannah and Dorinda, um, mm. and she said to you know Dorinda, she said you've been dealt a bad card, you know, in your life, and apparently it was also reference to her dad who was um, you know oh. abusing, abusing her as well. Whether yeah, again I've read that, so who knows if it's true or not, but. That's really interesting. It does make more sense because that was strange when Hannah said it and we don't have a backstory. So, yeah. yeah. It might be paint a better picture of why she's acting the way she is. Yeah, like she's really had a bad run, like with men. And maybe that's kind of, you know, a contributor. So in this next morning, um, Mm -hmm. following the big fight, I noticed a couple of things. First, Mm -hmm. that the Bluestone Manor has its own mugs. And I think that's when you know you've really made it, when the mugs (laughs) are indicative of I might get some mugs for when you guys go. (laughs) Sam's Manor. Oh, is that what you call it? Yeah, I'd I'd have to come up with some really cool name. (laughs) <laughs> Annie, you can call yours just Rona's home. <laughs> what do you mean? The just home Melbourne. of the Rona. Yeah. Of oh, Corona, is that what? Is that what? Mm-hmm. I think mine would be Hypochondriac Central. Because <laughs> that's what it really is. <laughs> oh, uh, what did um, what did Yolanda have that Lisa oh. Rinna got in trouble for? Oh, Munchausen's. Oh, oh yes, yes, oh, yes. yes. <laughs> yes. The, the word, <laughs> the word that stopped the nation, mm. Munchausen's. <laughs> yeah. Then my Ooh. other thing that I was um, that I've written down here. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but Dorinda's mm. sweater had strippers on a pole. I just thought it was an oh. ugly Christmas sweater. I did not notice and that at all. And then I had to zoom in. I know. Oh my gosh! I'll have to have a look. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I feel like it's so funny that she put that, that on. Damn. I, I wonder if she actually realises. Mm. No, surely she did. And then there was a mini nutcracker in Sonia's room oh. and I just feel like it's all full circle of mm. uh, oh. yeah that storyline with Bethany with the giant nutcracker and the unappreciation <laughs> that Dorinda got. Then in, Lisa's conf- uh, in Leah's confessional, I think she said, oh no, I think she actually told the ladies that they went to the jazz room and Luanne de Lesseps tried to sing oh. but the venue wasn't interested. <laughs> 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 yes. I also just love the fact that she was, you know, so upset about this whole thing, but she went out and she still wanted to do what she does best, her cabaret. <laughs> there was nothing yeah. keeping her down. I can relate to that. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I do enjoy that uh, that the Countess has found her passion and what she loves. Yes, she's true. Just, um, she's doing doing a little bit of what, like, what was happening in Summer House where you just try to force your music onto people. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Which just goes to show if you want something bad enough and you like annoy as many people as you can, you will get there. (laughs) Maybe we should start doing that with the podcast. Hence why I tell all my family and uh, friends that I do not work with. (laughs) Well, I started telling guys on Tinder about my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they watch. 
That's a new form of marketing. I like it. Well, if they want, if they yeah. want a date, they'll have to. And you'll be able to tell because if you start getting a whole bunch of listeners in Melbourne, that's probably yes. why. I don't know if you guys noticed, but we had about eight or nine the other day. I saw. From I Perth, saw. And I was like, that's, that's going to be my family. Um, well, for the future, hello to all of Anna's prospects. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they know my secret. <laughs> um, I actually have a question about this um, episode, how all the ladies made up pretty quickly. Like as mm. soon as Dorinda called Luann, they were like, oh, it was the rosé, bad rosé. Yeah. Yes. But I just want to know if a friend kind of – And while everyone's drunk, so let's put the same circumstances, but if a friend, while they were drunk, said to you the same things like, oh, you know, you're an alcoholic, you got arrested, you know, all these things, would you forgive them so easily? I don't know. I like when I watched this, I was kind of not that I was annoyed that they made up, but just quite shocked as to how quickly they made up. Mm. But I don't know. I think more the fact that for them, this it's this constant narrative of Dorinda saying these awful things to Luann. Like, this is the second time that she's literally said those exact same words to her. Mm. And I think maybe if it was the first time and oh, maybe I could be quite forgiving. Um, but I think the fact that this is an ongoing issue, I think it would take a little more than a one, you know, than an, and it was, to be honest, it wasn't even an apology. It was, I'm sorry, like, you know, I got really drunk, blah, blah. If that was me and I'd said those things, I would be, I'm so sorry. Like, I Mm. really regret saying that, you know, I'm really sorry I said this to you. But it wasn't. It was just, can we blame the rosé? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it just depends. It's good Mm. that you brought this up, Annie, because that that was uh, Roy's call. He was like, oh, make sure you bring up about... (laughs) Using alcohol as an excuse, uh, I also think that Ramona follows this up by saying she doesn't understand Dorinda's, like, like Dorinda doesn't understand her own behaviour, so it's best to drop it. And Mm. I just thought this line didn't make sense. They are trying to sweep these things under the rug, and I get it because it's like a weekend, you don't want to ruin it. But at the same time, I think maybe you should park it and revisit it rather than just like, oh, we were just drunk. Because, I mean, you know, I'm sure we've all said things that we didn't mean when we've been drinking. But, yeah, if it's a continuous thing, then obviously that person is thinking about that, about you. Mm, Like Dorinda's obviously judging Luann for being arrested and... I think, you know, (laughs) they need to discuss that. And they need to discuss Dorinda's behaviour because I don't think it's okay continuously being afraid of one of your friends when they get drunk that Mm. they might attack you. Yeah, Mm. so true. I also wondered if Luann was maybe a bit more forgiving because when you take it back to last season in Miami, was it possibly Miami, when – Dorinda says the same things to Luann mm. and Dorinda doesn't even attempt to apologize for what she says at that time. She mm. kind of the whole time, I think still to this day, never really owned it um, and never really could fess up to the fact that she was really in the wrong in that situation. Um, 
So I think maybe for Luann, like it is maybe in her mind that look, Dorinda has come a long way and that she can at least accept that she was in the wrong this time, even though the apology still wasn't great. But yeah, at least she did acknowledge it. Yeah, it's baby steps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I wonder if Dorinda is seeing someone else now and not just the chiropractor turned life, co- life coach that she was I seeing. I hope so. Yeah. Uh so my other notes for this scene was their waffle maker looked really good and I don't even really like waffles, but I searched Kmart on the website to see what their waffle maker <laughs> goes for. Some good <laughs> advertising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, and then I also wrote that I want Carol Ratz to well back. And I think a lot of people speak about Leah and Bethany, but I think Leah and Carol would also get along really well. Mm, I think so too, Mm. actually. I think they are both kind of the voice of reason and they can see the madness in these women. And I think Mm. that it actually, that contrast makes for such good TV because at least you can actually see people being like, these women are batshit crazy. Completely. Mm -hmm. And also they have a bit more political connection rather than Ramona. Uh, and then I think I'm also in the, I think I'm in the minority because I really like Elise and I think that if mm-hmm. the producers actually gave her more of a personal, personal storyline and we got to see her mm. apartment, her husband, maybe more people would like her. But mm. what do you guys think? I think so. I mean, do you know what I'm actually quite surprised about is that I think in real life or post filming of this show is that Elise and Leah appear to be hanging out. Mm. I mean, I don't know if anyone else has seen the clip, but <laughs> I think it was Claire. You shared a um, a clip that was sent around about Elise doing what are those things? The cameos, yeah, um, talking about about Ramona, <laughs> and then uh, Leah pops into the into the video as well. Basically, in the video, Leah says that Ramona shits herself during during sex. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. So they obviously are friends. (laughs) So like, is it like a golden shower sort of thing or is it like accidental? I mean, who knows? Knowing Ramona, maybe she has some bowel issues. This seems to be a reoccurring issue for her. She shits herself in public during sex, clogs toilets, I mean, <laughs> the producers know something. Like they obviously knew that because they've been editing it so much that, like, the poo thing is yeah, <laughs> quite. A but big I wonder thing. if yeah, if they're also. I mean, obviously, the clogging of the toilet is kind of just funny. But the producers yeah. didn't show anything about her pooing herself in the um when they went true. Away, you know, the last couple of weekends they went away, so. I don't know. That's why I wonder if it is actually a health issue and maybe they are trying to actually cover it up for her or maybe they didn't know about it. Ramona clogging the toilet was a very funny scene and I made Roy come and watch it. And he was like, why? Why are you making him watch this? And then he loved it. And especially when Leah said, oh, my God, it's a baby turd. My worst nightmare. That essentially what Ramona did when we saw yes. her reach into the toilet <laughs> oh. uh, and get something out. And like Leah said, why aren't you wearing gloves? And mm. it, I think it was just all too – it happened too quickly for Ramona, but like just yeah. to not even acknowledge that she did number two in the toilet. 
I know she lied. She like Leo's like, did you do number two? She's like, no. And I'm like, who cares if you did? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but the toilet is not getting clogged from a wee. No. <laughs> How much toilet paper are you using for a wee? Like, yeah. You don't need that many. They clearly are not having issues with toilet paper stock, you know. But <laughs> I, I couldn't believe she put her hand in there. I was like. That is the worst thing you could do. I know. There are so many options before you reach in and grab your poo. Oh, oh. So true. It's like, Ramona, did you wash your hands after? Because I don't think you did. Because I saw her, like, holding Dorinda's hands when Dorinda came out. And I was like, gross. Yeah, also that Ramona was scared to tell Dorinda because, she, you know, she didn't want her to think she was having a house. But there's a div- big difference between pulling light features and <laughs> paint off the wall and, like, clogging the toilet. Yeah, like, it was obviously oh. not intentional. She did, you know, it was an accident. No one means to clog a toilet. <laughs> Sometimes these things just happen. The other funny thing I thought was Sonia taking the big bubble bath. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and that would be so something I would do because I do not have a bathtub and I'm very sad oh, about yeah. it. So whenever I get the opportunity to take a bath, <laughs> I will. Anytime I go on holiday, I will always try and get a room with a bath so I can take a bath. Yes. I don't love baths though. Oh. Don't you feel like you're a little bit stewing in your own feels? I love that. Like, you know, That's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, Sonia in that in that scene says, uh, "I like need to wash my hair, you know, two times. I haven't washed it." And then she says, "I'm definitely in the country now." And I like, know. Why, why is that indicative of being in the country, Sonia? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. But I love that comment. I feel like I would say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and also, just before we get to the nighttime. Um, Antics that yes. are in mm. Bluestone Manor. So Sonia says uh, about Frenchie and how Frenchie wants oh, her to move oh, to yeah. France, but she has her daughter and her ventures <laughs> with her line. But I actually think it would be a really great move if she moved to France, even just for a couple of months of the year. Mm. Yeah, I like Frenchie for Sonia. Mm. I mean, mm. I would love to move to France for a a couple of months out of the year. I know. I know. <laughs> Completely. And then um, there was also a conversation where <laughs> Leah said mm-hmm. uh, she peed on a prince. Oh, And yes. then Countess said, I've never peed on a prince, but I've dated a prince. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think my my big thing is, who is this prince? But also, where are people meeting these princes? Because I'd like to hook Anna up. Because uh, I really want to be associated with royalty. So come out, come out wherever you are. I had the same <laughs> question, Claire. I was like, how are all these people dating princes? And how do I get into this? <laughs> is there a website? Is there like a Tinder for royalty? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm, I'm not related to any royalty. I don't think. I mean, some people say I am the lost princess who says that (laughs) some people say that i think only because of my name they're like oh are you lost princess i'm like yeah (laughs) you found me how did you know (laughs) come collect come collect Mm. um but no that would make me like 90 years old so (laughs) you've just aged very very well very well i also thought it was funny the way that they talked about leah peeing on the prince because 
the way that I imagined it when she first said it was that they were in a bed and she just peed on him, mm. but they were in the shower. And, you know, yeah. I've heard people say this sort of stuff before where they're like, oh, you know, it's just generally they were just having a pee in the shower and, you know, maybe they peed on someone's foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I think is a big difference between saying that you intentionally were like doing, you know, doing the deed and you weed on them. <laughs> Um, I so if we move to the next scene, mm-hmm. <laughs> did you guys like singing Heather Holler Thompson? I mean, <laughs> it's always good, I think, seeing people that were previously in the show. I don't think she actually brought anything to the scene, like, we could have, you know, gladly done without her, but it was always, it's always nice, I think. This is my notes for Heather Heather is back, boring, holler, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, go home, Heather. <laughs> oh, well, That's my other note. <laughs> there's the Anna we know and love. <laughs> I, I'm. I just. I don't. I'm not entertained by her. I think she's very judgy. I don't like Heather. Mm-hmm. Well, on the notion of judgy, Ramona, it's a hard no from her to online date because she says, "I'm a one oh, percenter. Yeah. I have two residences. <laughs> I have a large social network." Uh, <laughs> a man from there just wouldn't offer that to her and I'm not surprised by Ramona I'm just like just always unimpressed and then she mm. says it didn't work out with Mario because she earned 10 times more than him then Ooh. I would like to know in addition to this in their divorce how much did he get did Ooh, they have a prior? Yes. Mm. I do wonder that um I thought it was funny how she said well I have two residences and I'm like I'll... in Australia I think a lot of like boomers actually do have a lot of investment properties so i thought it was funny how she said that um that she's part of the one percent i don't i mean she might be i think her hamptons house is about six million i don't know how much her new york apartment is i maybe around the same amount i thought the one percenters were billionaires yeah, i assume one percent is a yeah up toward like the billion dollar mark so i don't think yeah maybe the top five percent yeah but one percent no um, but I think also it's kind of fair enough for Ramona to want someone that is also on the same level. I don't think there's mm. anything wrong with that. Um, but <laughs> I think the way that she puts it across is uh, is not ideal. Elsie Elise, on that same note, she said that she met her husband mm. on Match. Oh, did she? So yeah. did Sutton from Beverly Hills. So that's interesting. Mm. I mean, we are in the future. I guess this is the way to do it nowadays. But is it Match.com? I thought, don't older people have like a like a Tinder for older people? <laughs> or is I Match.com, match.com Tinder for older people? For older people. I've never heard of your oh, okay. on it. I watched a TikTok where this lady set her <laughs> Tinder because she was like in her 20s. <laughs> She said her Tinder to older older guys just what to see happened? what was out there. So I thought that was curious. <laughs> there was some hotties. <laughs> there were some not so hotties. <laughs> I don't think she hit them mm, up. I just think she just wanted to show everyone. Yeah, options. yeah. I I have said it to an older age before, and it it seemed a bit mm. weird because you also have to think that they have set their age bracket to lower as well. And you're like, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, also, Leah inviting her bartender from the Red Line in, and I don't know what I what I was expecting, <laughs> but the guy that showed up was not what I was expecting at all. He was very, I don't know. What did you... I was expecting maybe just someone a bit more 
not so rugged. Like he was very rugged and like manly with a beard mm. and whatnot. Looked like he would go out hunting or something. And I, I, sh- <laughs> I, I to be fair, I guess that would probably be the type of guy that Leah would go for. Someone a bit more not so mainstream. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, right. I didn't expect that. But I thought it was so funny when Dorinda got her hands on him. That guy got her whole life story. Oh my God. When Dorinda started talking and she was like so drunk and slurring her words and her, what she was saying was not making sense. I was like, this poor man, he like got to this party. He's like, yes, I'm going to hook up with this like hot girl. And then there's like a bunch of like, 60 year olds there and this lady's like telling him <laughs> and he's she's like telling him about her life and he's like man yeah. i just want to hook up i know <laughs> imagine yeah some you know because she's probably what in her mid-30s or something maybe getting up to 40 mm. and then imagine she invites you to some dinner and you're like oh yeah great like it's gonna be time you get there and there's all these 60 <laughs> year old women who are absolutely sloshed <laughs> I thought it was so funny, but yeah. I, I like Dorinda's friend, actually, yeah. Colin Cowley. He seems like a good time. Um, also, <laughs> the conversation with Ramona, Heather and Luann. I just had to point this out. When Ramona says that <laughs> Luann's oh. show is is really good, like she's complimenting the show, and Heather turns around and she's like, oh, so you're saying that Luann <laughs> is like a really good singer, a sing- like her singing's really good, and Ramona... No, I was I was complimenting the show, not the singing. <laughs> Quintessential Ramona. <laughs> Dorinda says that Leah is a mini her. Do you agree oh. with this? I actually do agree with this. No. Oh yeah, tell us why. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think maybe the drinking, but I also think just their. Per- I think their personalities are kind of similar. Like I could actually imagine when she was a, you know, younger, possibly being like her. She's a little bit rough around the edges will say what she thinks, um, but she can be, you know, quite put together at the same time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I do see similar similarities in them. Yeah, I think uh, for me the biggest difference is uh, Dorinda still tries to act like she's got two sides of her. There's that, like, kind of gangster side when she's been drinking a little bit. And then there's the other side where she tries to be, like, this classy, you know, Upper East Side woman. So, and I don't think Leah tries to be like that. So that's the main point of difference. Um, so also at this dinner, Leah exclaims, like, I feel like I've seen this so many times on Real Housewives. Like, I still get my period. And, you know, she's celebrating it. And I don't like when yeah. women do that. I don't yeah. think that's something to celebrate, yeah, if you're fertile or not. Mm. Yeah, I think it's 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 kind of just sh- kind of shaming, you know, women who are older who do not get their period and you know can't have children, for example, anymore. I know. I I thought it's like Leah, you're gonna go through this. <laughs> yeah, like you're not that young. It's you know you're not gonna be having your period exactly. Forever. So yeah, I thought that was a bit weird. Um, oh, the the other thing I thought was funny was um when Torinda was like. Oh, my father was a telephone man. What? <laughs> Did you guys catch that? What does that mean? <laughs> I must have missed that. I think I when she's telling that. the bartender about her life story, she's like, my father was a telephone man. I'm like, what? <laughs> he worked at, <laughs> really? like, <Hell's-> 
<laughs> he worked in the call center. Uh, yeah, so that was That's one bizarre. thing. Yeah. My final note for the scene was they used the summer house music. And I don't know if you guys thought so as well. Oh. I was like, I feel like I'm back on Summer House. <laughs> no, what's, what What song was it? Uh, I can't remember. It's one of the ones that they use for, like, the party scenes. Oh. oh. Interesting. I'm pretty sure, though, that they have um, one kind of singer that does all of their songs for them, for all their Bravo shows. <laughs> yeah, don't what Trick Crappens call her Trixie Monocle. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, maybe it's not a real thing then because that's where I've heard it. <laughs> so I don't know if they just take the piss, but I thought it was. Like, it sounds like it's the same person that sings all these songs. And they're all really bad. Yeah, it does. They are so bad. I I wish copyright laws weren't a thing because then we could use, like, good songs in these shows, but they're there for a reason. Uh, and I think I'm really excited for next week's episode where we get to see probably the turn of Ramona. It seems like she is just... Yes. It comes to the climax where she is done with the antics <laughs> of this group because she thinks that her other... F- 49 friends are better. Yeah. My question is, you know, kind of closing this is, are you guys still enjoying Real Housewives of New York or do you think it's kind of just repetition? Every week it's the same thing Mm. that's going on. Yeah, I think I I am getting a bit sick of just seeing, like, women getting drunk and having fights. I mean, it's it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's still entertaining. But, Mm. yeah, it just seems like the producers are like, well, here's a bunch of alcohol and, like, off you go. go crazy. Yeah, I agree with you. I I think for now it's okay, but we expect more from Real Housewives of New York and they can do so much more than just like classic drunk antics that we can get from any other reality TV show. And I'm hoping that they can cast someone who can bring that dimension back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I quite enjoy watching... Um on The Real Housewives, any of the, uh, what's it called, spin-offs, the way that they develop about, you know, their backstories and what they do for work as well. Like, I just don't think that we really see that anymore. And, it'd, yeah, it'd just be good to see something a little bit more outside of the group and really what's actually going on in their lives. Maybe some cryptocurrency trading by Elsie. Yeah, yes. I'd like some tips. <laughs> I would love some. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, shall we head over to Beverly Hills? Let's do it. Mm. Um, So I've got a bit of a question before we get into the recaps. Um, I think in this episode, Erica mentioned something about um, her husband being smart. Oh, (laughs) mansplaining? Mansplaining, yes. Um, So this is what I wanted to know. Um, Which husband of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills would you want to spend a week with and I don't mean being like married to them nothing like of a sexual nature just like to pick their brain oh Kelsey Grammer for sure no kid because <laughs> <laughs> like, at least he's Sancho Bob though but he's just seems like a yeah <laughs> awful person um <laughs> I think I think Mauricio sounds like he's done some – in order to get the agency, oh, they, I think they all must do mm-hmm. some pretty, like, questionable things. So I don't know that it's him. Mm-hmm. Who There's Aaron, who's just bizarre. 
There's Edwin, who we don't really know, and him and Teddy are somewhat weird. Although I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? He's got a Teddy. security business. Don't you want to <laughs> see how he installs security cameras? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. I was trying to figure out I what he did. I saw that Bo Clark, so Stacey's fiancé, used his security mm. business for their mansion. Uh, who else is there? So we have Lisa Renette, Harry Hamlin. We've heard uh, some things about Harry Hamlin. Oh, mm. PK. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, PK. PK. I, mm, I, I appreciated mm. him talking to Aaron this episode, but there's still some really <laughs> weird things that he's done and his past. Uh, who else yes. are we missing? Uh, G- Mr. Girardi. Oh, Mr. Girardi, definitely. Aaron Brokovich, that's a massive case. He'd be very influential and knowledgeable. True. Yeah. Oh, look, true. going through the list, I don't think there's anyone that I want to hang out with. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, the husbands are just... Not even Mr. Girardi? I mean, I guess. He's probably maybe the top out of them. But I just think he would be quite boring. <laughs> I would no, I would maybe want to hang out with... Uh, maybe Aaron. Oh, okay. Just because how crazy he is, I would just love to hear what he has to say. Yeah. And you know, what? I actually wouldn't even mind hanging out with PK because I I feel like he'd maybe be a bit funny. So. Mm, true. That's true, actually. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I would maybe pick the two Englishmen. So maybe PK and Ken, because at least with Ken, mm. you can pick up some business tips. Although given how things are now. But then it's not within their control that their restaurant's going under. Mm. So you can't blame them. But, yeah, I think PK would be quite entertaining. I mean, he might, like, try and hit on you, though. <laughs> Seems like that type of guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, yeah, he'd probably be, like, the funniest of them all. All right, so what happens this week on Beverly Hills? There's really, I mean, we obviously have another white party of Kyle's, which... Can't wait. When will it end? Mm -hmm. Um, But otherwise, we have a a couple of small uh, scenes before we get to that white party this season. We get a comeback of so many of the housewives, which I am excited about and I was excited to watch. Uh, We obviously see... A scene with Camille and with Kyle um, in Camille's new Malibu house, which was nice to see. Uh, And then we also get the scene with Denise and Lisa Rinna. Um, Yeah, so we have a couple of scenes with a couple of the women. We obviously see a comeback this week of lots of the past Real Housewives of Beverly Hills cast members. So... One of the first scenes is Kyle and Camille in Camille's new Malibu house. Then we also have Denise and Lisa Rinna and we get a little bit of a, uh, a hash out of their friendship situation. Mm. Then we see Garcelle in, I think it was a, like a, a movie reading mm-hmm. script with some directors. Um, a little bit of a uh, an insight into Dorit and PK and uh, their discussions on the whole Aaron situation. Um but yeah, they're kind of the the few snippets before we get to the white party. Mm. What did you guys think about the episode this week? I have one question. Why does Camille go mm. on Real Asses of Beverly Hills? Like, she clearly has a lot of money. What is she getting mm. out of it? Fame, maybe. She's mm. already famous. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't really get why she goes on. Like I, especially after last season, I honestly thought that she would never come back. The fallout with her and the girls, even Kyle, and Kyle was in her wedding. Um, so yeah, hmm. I was surprised that she maybe didn't just talk to them all offline and just, you know, well maybe probably just Kyle. Um, I don't see why she would come back on the show. Mm. Um, I, I really. Yeah, I, I think maybe along the same lines where maybe there's a certain amount of perks that she gets and maybe she gets some <laughs> income um, to just add to her kitty. But, Annie, why mm. why would you go on if you were Camille? <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess you, you could, like, uh, increase your brand a little bit because, like, she is famous, but to be honest, if I asked, like, my housemate or something, do you know who Camille Grammer is? Like, I don't know if she wouldn't know without the show. So, and if you thrive on that kind of stuff, then I would see why you wouldn't want to keep it going because you can become irrelevant really quickly. Yeah, and maybe she does just want to be famous and maybe Mm. she's just, you know, unfortunately had these falling out and, yeah. I am surprised that she was never asked to be a cast member though because especially last season, she was really the only one that that was bringing anything to the show. So in this um, episode with her and Kyle, mm-hmm. I I mean, I actually couldn't really remember the fallout from last season and I had to go and kind of refresh my memory a little bit and I tried to find a little bit from the reunion. But I didn't realise that her and Kyle didn't stay friends after the reunion and because Kyle says that we haven't spoken in months. What, 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 what was it? that they fought about i think it was about the um i actually didn't go back and watch the reunion but i think it was about the the whole denise situation and and dorit as well yeah i think that camille was just talking shit about everyone really (laughs) oh actually no it was lisa vanderpump so camille would go to the girls and be like oh lisa's such a you know whatever and then to lisa's face she'd be like oh the girls are treating you so unfairly so yeah yeah that's right actually i would like to see kyle and camille back to being friends uh, because of like what happened in season one so, but because it's Kyle uh, and Camille, I guess they're both just very different characters that I wouldn't want to be friends with either of them, but they should do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, do you know what I wondered about um, Camille's house, though, is I feel like anyone can just go up to your house in Malibu on those be- on that beach. Like, is that not worrying? I wonder if it's a private beach. Still, like, surely people could get onto the private beach. Like, I don't think it would be that hard. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, potentially maybe it's part of a private community, like a gated community. I'm not sure how it actually works over there. But I know a lot of, like, a lot of famous people have, because Denise's house was like that. Mm. Well, I also think that in relation to that house, from the first house that we see Camille Mm. live in, I... I feel like, and her house looks amazing. Like it's incredible. Mm. But in comparison to this like country club that she like owned mm. and lived at yes. with her millions of natties, I, I it must be a lifestyle change for her. I know because I remember when they moved to New York, she was like, oh, this house is so small. I mean, it's a thousand square meters or I think it was even more than that. But she's like, but it's so small. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> 
<laughs> this was another thing actually from last season that happened was their house is burnt down and Camille was, that's right, she was talking shit about Denise Richards in the fact that she was like, well, did your whole house burn down? Like you just had basically mm. like some smoke inhalation. So I think she was quite shady about the whole house situation. She's like, well, how much did you really lose? It's like, well, Camille, really, in comparison, Ooh. like you're still a millionaire and there would have been a lot of people that lost houses and don't have any money. So, Yeah, I think she also commented, she's like, well, Denise rents her house and I own my house. Mm, that's right. Like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked up a few of Camille's uh, tweets that she had sent out as well. Ooh. I was trying to oh, find lovely. some from last year, but I, I just couldn't be bothered going that far back. Um, but this is a, these are a few things that she tweeted. One was, as I said before, Denise is carrying this season, even though I have no problem with Erica Jane, I would like to see Erica bring something more than self-promotion. Just saying, um, she retweeted this tweet from someone else. She said, Brandy Glanville threw a glass of wine in Eileen's face because she was angry that she was the other woman. Um, but she has been the other woman in Carlton and allegedly Denise Richards' marriages. Um, oh. And then Camille says, agreed. So she's throwing shade at Brandy as well. Then someone, and then she retweeted this tweet saying, Dear Lisa Rinna, you are a fucking hypocrite. Y'all protected Dorit last season when Camille bought all her skeletons on the table and suddenly Denise signed up for the show and have to talk about everything. And then Camille says, amen. I'm glad someone said this and now we said it. <laughs> yeah. She just, <laughs> yeah. No wonder everyone has a problem with her on Twitter because she seems to definitely just tweet whatever she wants and she doesn't care. She Jeez. definitely shades the other women. I really like that she does that though because yeah. as we've spoken about the beverly hills just they grab hold of one issue and wrangle yeah, it true. until we're all just so sick of it <laughs> when they all have something that needs to be like spoken about and uh good on camille for doing it like lisa rinna <laughs> i know there's something else there you've got <laughs> yeah at least now she's getting some sort of um uh, I don't know, some sort of controversy because of the Denise situation. So at the lovely lunch, it actually looked like a really nice venue where Lisa Rinna and Denise Richards had, they ate a meal. Um, I was questioned, uh, I was concerned why someone would do shoestring fries over truffle fries. I'd always go for the truffle fries. But that's not my question for you guys. My question is, what do you guys think about Lisa Rinna's correlation about Aaron's pain and Denise Richards bringing that up and the threesome discussion as though that's a way that they're trying to justify uh, their reaction to Denise Richards being over the top about threesomes. Um, I, I don't know. This is so exhausting. This whole conversation. I just, I'm so over it. Um, I think I, I get it a little bit. Like I'm like, okay, I suppose I can see why they were confused as to why they're getting so much heat for the threesome. I don't think like there is a difference, obviously, like you speak to your friends versus you speak to your kids, but I get it. It's all on television. I mean, I think they should just get over it. Like all of them should just get over it. 
Yeah, I think there is a difference as well. But I do agree, actually. I think Lisa Rinna says it later in this episode that she thinks that Denise this season is trying to clean up kind of her image from last season. But at the same time, like she still does say inappropriate stuff. So it can't be, you know, she's not cleaning it up that much. Um, But Mm. I don't know. I guess also to a degree, you also do expect like if someone is so out there and open and crazy and talking about sex all the time that maybe, yeah, like they wouldn't be so bothered in front of their kids. But still, I think, you know, if that's Denise's, you know, wishes that people don't speak about in front of our kids and she's obviously said to them that she's tried to protect them Mm -hmm. from a lot of stuff, well, then I think that you have to respect that. I think maybe it's the way that Denise has approached it rather than anything else. Like the way she was saying is like, oh, like speaking about threesomes in front of my kids, you know, I guess it sounded a bit judgy in a sense. Maybe that's what they are thinking that it sounds like and they're like, well, how can you judge us? Like you're talking about you know size of your husband's member and happy endings and now like we talk about a threesome and we get crucified but yeah I think she should have communicated a bit better yeah I think to be honest they all just need to drop it and move on like no one cares like it's not (sighs) I'm now knowing that Brandy's coming on and they're just going to talk about that in context to it's they're beating a dead horse and this is what they love to do Yes. Yeah. Uh. Did you also see as well, because apparently they had the reunion the other day already, which is quite surprising. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, a whole bunch of them have unfollowed the others. And I think, you know, Denise's, Denise and Garcelle have unfollowed, you know, Teddy and Erica um, and someone else. But, yeah, I think. Kyle? I don't think no. it was Kyle. Maybe, mm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was like Lisa Rinna, Teddy. Erica? Mm, that's right. Yeah, I think yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing more of Garcelle because, again, in this episode, it's really good seeing her in work because that's what we've said previously. We haven't seen New York, mm. but she's just not really getting involved. But I did see a preview next week where she was sitting down with Sutton and really grilling oh. her about how she got her money. Oh. And I really appreciate that because I just want to go straight to the juice. Let's do it. Yeah, that's good. Because, yeah, I feel like, unfortunately, Garcelle just, yeah, she's kind of flailing for me. Um, but, yeah, I'm if she gets involved in the drama, of course, you know, keep her on and, mm. and keep her going because that's what we want to see. I am quite, um, I don't know if you guys feel the same, but Sutton, like, and I don't know if it's just because, obviously, she's taken a step back. There was that whole thing about her kids and she couldn't film everything or what mm-hmm. she had filmed couldn't be shown. Um, but I feel like she started off so strong and she seemed like such a bitch. And now she just is kind of background noise for me. Like she's not really doing anything. And you're like, mm. oh, why is she here then? Yeah, she's playing on the sidelines a little bit, which isn't good. I think she needs to get back in there. Yeah, I agree. I think there will be a couple of diamonds to take at the end of this season. And I don't really mind Teddy. And I throughout this episode, I'm actually like, oh, like she actually makes like some sense. Like when she was talking to Camille and saying, you don't have to do the pleasantries mm. with me. I really appreciated that authenticity. Um, mm. And, but yeah, like you guys are saying, Sutton needs to just creep up there a bit more, <laughs> be more yeah, outspoken. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that there was – so when Kyle's setting up the party, they show a picture of little Maurizio, and I'm like, it's so adorable. Is but he? he also look <laughs> – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
think so. Although his genes are very strong because a lot of their daughters look exactly like yeah, him. Portia does. Yeah. Who's the other one? I feel like he's Portia. got an extreme look of confusion constantly. <laughs> this dazed, glazed over look. Um, and he looked, this, yeah, when I looked at his baby photos, he still had that same look. And then Portia definitely has that glazed over, confused look. <laughs> Well, we know why Maurizio has that glazed over look. I don't... (laughs) His coping method of uh, dealing with the agency. Very true. For once, I have an appreciation for Dorit. And, like, I really appreciated her looks. They were fire. Like, when her hair had just the curl at the end. Like, that was a look. And then her look at the the Mm. white party was beautiful. And I also appreciate seeing... Similar to what we were saying about Garcelle, that we're getting to see the work and her contribution, her knowledge that she's bringing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, I think it was in the first couple of episodes of the season, she was helping Kyle with her fashion show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when she brought the well, – in, in this episode, she helps out with finding some big donations – and then I, I just think the producers are maybe portraying her in a nicer light this season. And then they showed her when she was studied in Europe and how she developed like a legitimate, yeah, she's actually being portrayed as legitimate rather than when they were accused last season of being fraudulent. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I, I liked Dorit um, in this episode where, when they talk about Camille and she's like, well, like, I didn't know the snakes are out this season. I was like, do you know what? I have to, burn. I have to bring up her hair in the white party. <laughs> I was like, oh, what okay. does this remind me of? And then I saw a picture and I was like, yes. <sighs> you guys have seen Monsters, Inc. The yes. character oh. with the snakes in her hair. That um, the receptionist, yes. I was like, yes, that is what it is. <laughs> Amazing. That's true, actually. Um, I liked I liked seeing Garcelle working. I when there was that lady that was reading out the script, I was like, oh my god, I want that job. I want to make up stories <laughs> and get paid for it. <laughs> I think I'd be right there with you because we all know that I, uh, Roy and I, have a bit of a situation. <laughs> For our neighbours. <laughs> mm, yes. we, uh, we should do another podcast just with all your crazy stories. <laughs> Which may or may not be inspired by real events. Yeah. <laughs> what about the ladies' outfits? Whose outfits did you guys vibe? Whose outfits were you like, eh? I mean, I great. thought Dorit's was really nice. Actually, to be honest, I actually can't remember what the other girls were. Oh, no, actually, I remember what Camille was wearing. That was a flop. Boring. Mm. Like, no. Yeah. Um, who else? What else were the girls wearing? Um, oh, Kyle did, like, just the full-on black, uh, I think it was a jumpsuit maybe, or, like, <sighs> black pants, black top. Uh, Erica had, like, uh, I want to say, like, a dominatrix type of outfit. Um, and then, oh, actually, I like Lisa Rinner's suit. She all wore, like, an all-white suit, which I thought was quite nice. I think I'm also appreciated Lisa Rinner's hair, Mm. but everyone else's outfits, I was like, "Uh, you guys could do a bit better. Oh, and Garcelle had that, um, black jumpsuit with the spots. I feel like by the end of this episode, I was just kind of bored, (laughs) and I really just lost interest. Yeah, same. I just don't care anymore. 
I think I, I actually do want to see more Aaron because at least he's like brings mm-hmm. something. Like he's so disinterested, but at least I, I'm like, yeah, all right, that's more emotion than like. And I think, um, yeah, I think he's just being more real mm. than some of the others. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, do you know what was exciting though? We saw a comeback of Adrian Malouf. The Malouf Hoof and Paul. <laughs> and uh, yeah, oh, yes. they've had some serious work done. Oh my gosh. Adrian Malouf, she's one step away from being the cat lady. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with women doing surgery, but I just think like she needs to tone mm. it down. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. There's something about her face that's just... It's it's just so different mm. to season one. And again mm. with Brandy. And then I'm like, yes. maybe it's just what age does. Because even Kyle's is is getting more different as well. Now I'm just scared yeah, to age. This is what will happen. Um, and, yeah, so we also saw the return of Brandy Glanville, and we all know how that is apparently going to mm. turn out. Um, another question for you guys. So we also saw Kathy, mm. Kyle and Kim's sister, and we also obviously yes. also saw Kim. Oh, yes. And then we also saw um, Chris Jenner as well. She came on. Yes. My question is, who would you rather see as a new housewife, Kathy or Chris Jenner? Yeah, Chris, Chris, yeah. definitely Chris. But I think I, I think we, I could get rid of like if they needed to pay for the salaries, I could get rid mm. of a lot of them and just bring Kathy and Chris on. Yes. And then, like, if required, Faye Resnick, because she'd yeah. obviously be the villain. Do you know what I loved seeing as well was there was a donation in the charity auction where Chris gave just, you know, just a casual 25000 mm. Um, She didn't purchase anything. She just gave the money. <laughs> and then, oh, like, a minute later, they see uh, Lisa Rinna and she donates 5000 And you just kind of, like... Oh, like you just can't really follow a donation from Chris Jenner. Like, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, which it's actually funny that we're talking about like, um, you know, the women and um, what they look now that they've gotten a bit older. But Chris, I have to say, if I want to look like anyone when I'm, I think Chris is in her sixties. Chris is who I want to look like. She yeah. looks great. Yeah, she does look good. She's it. I uh, I've been a little bit obsessed with watching. Uh, like plastic surgeons and dermatologists on TikTok mm. and I need to find one about what Chris Jenner's done because she's done something amazing which is different to what um, Caitlyn Jenner did when she had her facelift because I think she had it when she was Bruce. But, yeah, Chris Jenner, whatever she's done is very good and I imagine that the whole line of Kardashians will eventually get it. Yeah, yeah it's interesting because – I mean, obviously, Chris Jenner has loads of money, but then so does Adrian mm-hmm. Maloof. So, yeah. why is there such a disparity between what they've had done? I do also wonder, though, with Chris Jenner, it seemed like she has, I reckon, has been having a lot of work done from the start, at least Botox, to help prevent, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the aging process. So, I also wonder maybe it was a little bit of that as well. Yeah, and I I guess um, like plastic surgery is a bit of body dis like or face dysmorphia I guess so I do wonder perhaps maybe you get to that stage where mentally you're like I just need more and more and more and that's when you get into that situation. Mm, yeah. 
And I think that's where Adrian has gone down the path. Oh, Aileen Davidson looked uh, really yeah. good. I, I yeah, liked she did. her with her bronze hair. I liked that She too. did, yeah. I forgot that she made a comeback as well. God, there was just... This... Mm, I don't think she was a great housewife. Oh, I don't think so either. But it was just... Yeah, this week was just full of I think comebacks. she was too good for the show. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yes. Um, what did you guys think of Camille just getting completely annihilated by, annihilated <laughs> by everyone at this party? I enjoyed watching it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, and I think, you know, it was probably warranted as well. I think it, it would have been good if the show had of shown the tweets that Camille had done because I think in this this episode you kind of feel a bit bad for Camille you think god she's coming here like she's trying to apologize to the women but I believe that I mean even just that those tweets were just from the past week so imagine the tweets that she would have done at the time like I think they would have been really bad so I think that the women have a right to kind of be angry at her and to be honest, I think that although Lisa Rinna, the way that she handled it wasn't great, I think that she probably had a right to, you know, to be that way to her. I would be angry if someone was sending a million tweets about how shitty of a person I was. Yeah. The only thing is that they, <laughs> I mean, Camille is the only one really working for, for the show and that was the case last season. And taking to Twitter is how, like, is what yeah. they get paid to do is like to show everyone so yeah and also they were probably on the outs and this season she everyone that's a cast member was able to talk about their grievances with her on the show meanwhile how is she gonna do it if she's not even Mm. a friend of this season yeah that's true yeah i mean you know i enjoy that she does those tweets and she does those things because it obviously makes for a better show um yeah yeah but then it also says something when like that makes it when that makes it a juicy part of the show when that should just be like you know mm, yeah not so a main true, factor actually. like when a friend well not even yet a friend of is doing tweets and that's more entertaining than what we're watching <laughs> yes <laughs> that's all my notes for beverly hills i'm curious to see what else you guys <laughs> got from not it. much <laughs> well i thought it was funny when um pk was giving aaron advice and aaron was like <laughs> not having a bar rent and I could hear his like internal monologue would be like who are you small man (laughs) (laughs) yeah I liked actually and I know that you said it earlier Claire but yeah I like that PK did say something to Aaron um and I like the conversation Mm. between PK and Dorit and him you know saying that she thought it would be a good idea for him to talk to him because PK has obviously been in that situation before so he knows what it's like um and I think you know sometimes man to man if they just have a chat together and I don't think PK was you know mean about it or anything and he wasn't like oh you've you know you've said this to my wife or anything he was just like oh look like you know it's probably not a good idea to do this and yeah Aaron just wasn't having a bar of it true to Aaron form he just thinks he knows better and I think we all have encountered people who have that same mm-hmm. personality trait yeah. it's just like you just gotta learn it the hard way so that was Real Housewives of Beverly Hills <laughs> don't seem so enthused <laughs> <laughs> yes well hopefully i mean next episode looks promising does it <laughs> my question for you guys is since the reunion for both beverly hills and i think uh, new york is coming up as well right and with coronavirus is a lack of the ability to film new shows so real house of potomac is 
premiering on August, I think, the 4th. Now, I have seen the previous seasons of Potomac, but will you guys watch the new season and then maybe we can discuss it <laughs> as it comes we out could. Is Do you think it's worth watching? <laughs> How many of previous seasons are there? Okay. I think you, you should watch it. I mm. think... Okay. Two seasons prior? I may be wrong, maybe three. It's uh, The first season was a bit, m- like, meh, but when I think mm. this uh, lady Monique comes on, I think it starts to get a bit better. Oh, I'll give it a go and I'll, um, I'll, I'll give it. And there's a big fight that goes on. Maybe I'll start trying to watch the earlier seasons to see if I can get into it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, look, I'm down to try anything, so why not? Um, are you guys watching anything else? Well, on your recommendation, Anna, I have started watching The Great on Stan. Oh, yes. What do you think? Yeah, I actually quite like it. I mean, of course, it's not a, uh, <laughs> a historical <laughs> – there's no historical accuracy in any way, I don't think, but it's it's quite no. entertaining. Yeah, and it's funny because um, there's a lot of times where the Russian czar says huzzah. Yeah. And – when I watch it with my mum, she's like, what is he saying? And my mum's like, Russian. <laughs> so it just... So his art um, is not a Russian thing. I don't think so. I'm going to have to look into it properly. But my mum is pretty into history as well. So I <laughs> am leaning towards that it's not a thing. Mm, mm-hmm. That's disappointing. Uh, yeah. I also yeah. enjoy that it's a rush it's it's based in Russia. Everyone speaks English, which of course is, you know, for TV, so that's fine. And everyone yeah. has an English accent. <laughs> yes. That's just like a thing that Hollywood does. Yeah. Um and then the emperor, is he not the guy from uh What's that one with you, Grant? About yeah, a boy? about a boy. I enjoy I enjoy um, watching him growing up, and I think he's quite cute. He is, he is. Um, I, I I think it's quite a well made TV show. Mm. Yeah, are you guys watching anything at the moment? Oh, actually, also Bachelor in Paradise. Yes, <laughs> yes. I've been watching it. I think um, it's quite interesting because a lot of those people live in Melbourne, so I've seen mm. s- some of them out um, and about. So it's quite fascinating. Um, I think Abby. Is getting a lot of flack for. Mm. I, don't know, I don't think she deserves all that flack that she's getting. No, definitely not. I'm, I was quite sad to see her go because she was a huge character in the show, yes. and I was surprised that the producers didn't find a way to keep her. She was only there for two episodes. Very disappointing. I, I agree. What about you, Claire? Anything? No, I haven't been watching anything. Roy uh, got a free, downloaded a free subscription for like two weeks to Disney Plus. So I've been trying to like get as much out of it by watching just Simpsons on there. Simpsons? Yeah, it's on there. <laughs> oh, I didn't realise that was on there. Yeah. There are some ones we hadn't seen before mm. from like the first season where like the, obviously oh, no. <laughs> the quality was mm. far different. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why I don't get Disney Plus because I'm like, I know I will just sit and watch The Simpsons. Yeah. So many new seasons as well. <laughs> like every now and then I see them pop on TV and I, you know, back in the day you would have seen if something came on at six o'clock, The Simpsons, you would have seen that episode at least 10 times. Yes. 
true. Yes, that's exactly right. And we had a when we had a games night last week and we played Codenames mm. the Simpsons version. It just um, reminded me how much I need to get better with my quotes. Oh from the simpsons because we'd be able to yeah align the Mm, cards so mm -hmm. much better if i remembered i watched a movie over the weekend and it was so bad please do not watch this if you see this on your netflix it's called little italy wrong (laughs) supposed to be a rom-com so the main character is emma roberts who plays an italian girl stereotypical italian girl Emma Roberts is not Italian. I have a problem with this. I think they should have cast an Italian actress because the other main guy is Hayden Christensen who they just dyed his hair brown and they're like, he's Italian too. (laughs) And it's just so bad. Like I, I looked him up and I think his ancestors may have been Italian at some point. So I can, I'll give him a pass, but Emma Roberts has not. And I just, they're also stereotypical Italian as well. They're like, oh, stupid. And I'm like, you need some real Italian people here so that it just, <laughs> it just reads really badly. Like, I just feel like they've missed the mark. It's like, I cringe at it. I'm like, please just don't do this to real Italian people. Mm-hmm. All right, I will not watch that. Don't then. watch it. And it's really bad as well. <laughs> Good to know. All right, well, um, that's that's our episode for the tea bar. Please give us a review, um, five stars, and let us know what you think about this podcast. If you think there should be any changes, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Also follow us on Instagram at the tea bar podcast and our TikTok, which is the tea bar podcast. Um, have a look at our newest videos, any fans of Yolanda or Gigi Hadid, there's some videos on there as well as the Lisa Rinna girls. So yeah, thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye.